And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, William Conrad stars as tough-as-nails Marshall Matt Dillon, on Gunsmoke from 1953. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant must correctly answer more questions about Jennifer Aniston than I. That listener contestant is Jim. So say hello to Jim, Lisa. Yes, of course. Hi, Jim. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Carl. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Jim? I'm doing pretty good. All right. So glad you called in. I know you're in Illinois and Rockford, and we're you know not too far from you. Pretty darn cold out there, huh? Yeah. Too cold. I know. It's no fun. We're going to be talking about Jennifer Aniston. I was just telling Carl her middle name is Joanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, just food for thought. I don't know if you knew that. She was born February 11th, 1969. She's turning 55. She is way too young for you, Carl. And, of course, she's known for her role as Rachel Green on Friends. Mm. So, Carl, the first true or false uh, statement is for you. Okay. Okay. Carl, Jennifer Aniston's debut on the big screen was in the horror film Leprechaun in 1993. That's true. True? Is he he right, Jim? I believe he is. He is right this time. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Jim, she holds a Guinness World Record. Hmm. Really? I don't know. Uh, I'm just asking you. It could be false. It could be, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Sure or false? What do you think, Jim? Um, I'm going to go true. I'm going to say false. It is true. Ah. It is for being the fastest person to reach one million followers on Instagram. It took her five hours, 16 minutes. Wow. Yep. Here you go, Jim. There we go. Here's for Carl. Now we're getting somewhere. I'm used to that sound. <laughs> yes, you are. Carl, she auditioned to be a cast member on Will and Grace prior to his success, prior to her success on Friends. False. Okay. Jim? False. False is correct, but she did audition to be a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jim, Jennifer Aniston has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, I'm going to say true. I think it's true. It is true. All right. You still want ahead of you, Carl. I know. Carl, Jennifer Aniston was included in People Magazine's list of the 100 most influential people. 
I'll say false because I think it was something else okay. that she was included in that on. Okay. What do you think, Jim? False. False is correct. It is Time Magazine, not nah, People Magazine. She's Pretty tricky. Pretty good there. Let me, let me tell you something, Jim. Pretty good. I've worked with her a long time. <laughs> she is tricky. That's my goal. This is the final question, Jim. In 2019, she was Kelly Clarkson's first guest on her daytime talk show. Uh, that's going to be true. I agree. It's false. Oh. Uh, she was Ellen DeGeneres' first guest on her talk show oh. in 2003. But guess what? What? Jim beat the host. He did beat the host. <laughs> Jim, you are uh, the winner. And I'm going to send you some fun CDs. How does that sound? That sounds really good. I really appreciate it, guys. You did a great job. Jim did a great job. He, <laughs> he beat the host. And you know what? You have bragging rights plus CDs coming your way, my friend. And uh, enjoy it and stay warm. Yeah. Will do. Take care. Thanks, Jim. When we come back, William Conrad stars as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on a Western adventure of gun smoke. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. I got to tell you, Lisa, I had Mies meals yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. I had, um, like, a chicken. So it was, like, strips of chicken in, like, a peanut sauce with rice, white rice. And there was vegetables in the white rice. And then on the very top was mango, little oh, pieces of mango. Love mango. Let me, I gotta what a great you, combination of flavors. Like, I would never make that. Like, there's no way I would go to the store, right. buy all those ingredients, and make that. Well, you and wouldn't even know how. I f- wouldn't know how. But you know what? Mies Meals does know how. Right. They have chefs, right? Mies Meals is the best. There's no better, absolutely no better uh, food service than Mies Meals. And they are, they've been around a long time. They ship pretty much everywhere in the United States. You get it all freshly packaged. It's all chopped and cut and prepped and all ready to go. And I, even I, can follow the directions how to make it. Took took 20 minutes, and I was eating an amazing, amazing meal. Well, I will share with you that I, too, made Mies Meals last night. You did? I did. Pray tell. And I had a spicy barbecue tofu. Um, it was honestly, it was delicious. It was like seared 
in this spicy sauce that the chefs at Mies Meals prepared. I just warmed it, cooked it, and put it all together. Right. And it came with these uh, potatoes that I sliced and baked on the side, and it was delicious. Never, ever have I had spicy barbecue tofu before, and I can't wait for that to come back on a menu eventually again on the Mies Meals menu because I will definitely return to it. And I ordered this week, uh, I ordered a steak with potatoes. Mm-hmm. And it's a salad, though. So it's like steak and potatoes on a salad with kale and all this great. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot, Yeah, I, I got to tell you, folks, if you have not tried Mies Meals, you should at least try it one time because you will be hooked. It's amazing. It is very, very, very good. I mean, I'm telling you, it's great. It saves you from the age-old question of, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Yeah. I love it when I have Mies Meals to make for dinner. It's amazing. And uh, Mies Meals has a special offer for all of our listeners. It's amazing. The very first time you try Mies Meals, it's 50% off if you use the promo code CARL at checkout. It's super easy. Just go to their website, check out... Like, they always have, like, 10 or more different items each and every week. So you always have an incredible selection. And then there's desserts. There's everything. But you can get it all at Mies Meals. Now, the website is Mies, M-E-E-Z Meals, M-E-E-Z Meals.com, Mies Meals. Go there. Check it out. Order. And the very first time you do, 50% off when you use the promo code Carl. At checkout, and I, uh, I'm telling you, if you do try it, you will be very happy. We have so many people across the country that have tried it and then let us know how much mm-hmm. they love it and how they they buy it all the time now because it's incredible. And you know what? Saves you a lot of hassle, it right? Sure does. Saves you so much hassle. Twenty minutes, the food is on your table. You're eating it, and it's amazing. Your family's gonna love oh, you. Yes. For it, Mies, M-E-E-Z, meals.com, 50% off the first time. Use promo code CARL at checkout. All right, time for Gunsmoke. William Conrad starred as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on the greatest Western adult Western series. Now, there were kids' series of Westerns like Cisco Kid and things. This was for adults. This episode, starring uh, William Conrad as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon, is called Pussycats from March 21st, 1953. Here's part one of Gunsmoke. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with the U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun Smoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon. United States Marshal. Chester had been helping me with some paperwork after the regular day ended, and we didn't get through until about 10 o'clock. And we were both kind of tired. 
sure never did think I'd hold out, Mr. Dillon. I got a cramp in my hand and a crick in the neck. What I need is a beer. <laughs> I'll join you, Chester. I locked up the office and walked down to the Texas Trail with Chester. I guess the best thing that could be said for the night was that it was still. Not cold, not warm. Somewhere in that between that makes you wish it would be one thing or the other. Or maybe it was because we were tired that it didn't feel right. The bar wasn't crowded, and right off, Kitty came over to our table with beer. I thought she looked kind of worried. Hard day, man? Oh, no. No, nothing much. Oh. I declare, Miss Kitty, this beer tastes darker than usual. New brew, probably, Chester. Yeah, I suppose. Say, Matt, you ever seen the stranger before? The tall one, bar? Huh? Huh, no, no. My heavens, Mr. Dillon, he is a lofty man, and that's for sure. Look at him stretch out. Yeah. What about him, Kitty? Well, I don't know. Sam gave me the eye a bit ago, just before you came in. Huh? You trying to make trouble? Sam's not sure. Fellow's been drinking straight for more than two hours, and he doesn't say anything. He just looks like he's getting ready. Maybe waiting for something. Yeah. Is the woman with him? Yeah. He was a lean, almost stringy man, better than usual tall. And he might have served in the army once because he wore his gun butt forward. As we sat, Chester and me drinking our beer, he turned around a couple of times and looked at the door. I never saw a man with eyes as gray or with a skin to his face so dry and tough you'd swear you could get sparks off it with a flint. The woman standing next to him talked loud and often, but he didn't appear to be listening much. It was like Kitty said, he, he was waiting. About an hour went by, and the place began to quiet down. Most of the men drifted out to wherever their way was taken. Mm. Excuse me, Mr. Dillon. <laughs> you uh, want to get on back, Chester? Well, yes, sir, I was thinking about it. This beer is so dark, it's making me sleepy. <laughs> Well, you go ahead. I'll see you in the morning. You staying? Yeah. Yeah, for a while, I think. On account of that tall fellow? Yeah, maybe. Guess I'll get a little whiskey and sugar. Might keep me awake. No, you go on, Chester. It's all right. Jack, how long you If it's all the same to you, Mr. Dillon, I ain't sleepy. But, Jack, I'm tired. There's a hotel down the way, miss. They could put you up. You. Shut up. Nobody asked you. Oh, now, Jackie, you ain't got no call to talk to the man like that. He's just being helpful. Say, Mr. Dillon. Chester, be quiet. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Trip on the stage and traveling all day. I I swear I've never been so... Talk too much. Be quiet. Stay in here with me. But Jackie... You've been talking ever since we came in here. Stop or I'm going to hit you. 
Might not be a bad thing if you did, Mr. Dillon. If there's anything in this world I hate, it's a woman who does nothing but clobber her gums. Uh, Kitty. I bet he is miserable to be wed to, though. What do you reckon's ailing him? I don't know, Chester. You're still here, hmm, Matt? Uh, yeah. Uh, sit down a minute, will you, Kitty? Yeah, sure. You, uh, don't know their names, do you? No. They came in on the six o'clock stage from Oklahoma Territory. That's all I know. She's been talking a lot, but mostly about clothes and liquor. He don't say anything. Yeah. You think they're married? She's wearing a ring. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a man drink as much, Matt. It's like water with Honey! Him. Hey, you! Honey! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Matt. Yeah, sure. Thank you, honey. Sure. Where do you think you're going? I'm going to freshen up, Jack. Mm. I'm coming right back. See you do. The woman had just got out of sight when we heard the horses coming down the street outside. There were only six of us left in the place. Sam, Kitty, Chester and me, the stranger at the bar, and a cowboy sleeping it off at a table across the room. The tall man called Jack with the sound of the horses turned to the door. And there was a gun in his hand. You fellas at the table. Get up. Come over here. Boy. Well, I kind of wondered what you were waiting for. I know you've been wondering. That's why you've been hanging around. I don't want no trouble with you. Stay out of the way, you won't get hurt. Why don't you put your gun away, mister? Don't bother me. There's trouble coming through that door any minute. Put it back. I don't allow gunplay in Dodge. What you allow ain't up to you now, mister. If you're in trouble, it's my job to protect you and your wife. This is private trouble. If you want part of it, I'll give it to you right now. In the belly. Jack, they're here, outside. Yeah, no. We can get out the back. I ain't running no more. You either. Come on, get behind the bar. Yeah, honey. You two fellas, unhitch your belts. Leave them lay where they fall. Go on. Honey, you give me a gun, will you? I'll give you one, I'll give you one. Wait a minute. Okay. Now you two get around behind the bar. All right. At the end. You. You and the lady. Well, listen, you can't shoot up this place. Sam, do what he says. Chester and I did as we were told and got behind the bar along with Kitty and Sam. The tall man picked up our guns and tossed one to the woman and dropped the others beside him on the floor. And then we waited. All of us behind the bar, except for the cowboy drunk asleep at the table. You only had that mirror in for a month. It's going to be 
busted for sure. Honey, we should have kept going. Got the train in the morning farther west. We'd have had to stop somewhere. This is as good a place as any. Listen, mister, I'm going over and get the boy sleeping at the table there. He's going to get hurt. You move an inch from where you're at and I'll shoot you. Now shut up, all of you. I hear him out there. Yeah. Start shooting when that door swings in. Mr. Dillon? Shh. We... Stay down, Kitty. Don't worry, Matt. As I can figure. Uh, Stopped off in the dark, they'll be in a saloon. Sure. Oh, I know, Farrell. Well, come on. Might as well start looking in here. Yeah, well, all right. Okay. Let's do with a drink. There There's a lot of chaos going on there. A lot of shooting them up there. (laughs) That's a shoot them up right there, boy. That's like gunfight at the OK Corral right right. there. Sounds a little like gun smoke to me. (laughs) (laughs) It is. That's uh, called Pussycats from March 21st, 1953. William Conrad starring as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. He was a no-nonsense Marshal boy, I tell you that. And, you know, this series was so popular on radio that uh, CBS said, hey, let's put this on television, but uh, guess what? Whole new cast. Nobody from the radio show was hired to do the TV show. That's That's really different because most of the time, when these radio shows moved to television, they hired the same people, not Gunsmoke. Well, if Hollywood 360 went to TV, we wouldn't be cast either. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble bath would. Bubble bath would. All right, we'll be right back with more of Gunsmoke. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360 across hundreds of radio stations coast to coast. We want to thank all of our listeners, all of our program directors, all of our general managers, and uh, but especially, especially our listeners. Because, Lisa, as much as I like hanging out with you and Mike uh, Bubble Bath Costello over here, without our listeners, I mean, it is not going to be fun. And it's not a show because we would have nothing to do here. We'd just be sitting around twiddling our thumbs. Yeah, that's true. You know, here's the thing. Like, throughout the week, people out there in Radio Land either contact us, you know, with the, the Classic Radio Club or through the podcast or find our email or even our text numbers and whatever. They find us and they let us know what they like. It's so great to, to literally talk 
to our listeners because and they say I love listening. We you know we make me and my wife make some tea and we at uh, eight o'clock when the radio show comes on or eleven o'clock whatever because it's different times here and there. And they say, oh, and Mike, he's great, and he tie, and you call him Bubble Bath. Why do you call him Bubble Bath? And why does Lisa have two brains? And, um, you know, we had a great uh, story about a group of women that got together every. I think for them it was on Saturday night, and they have some wine and some yeah. snacks and goodies, yeah. and they make this sort of their weekly get together social event. I mean, hey, that's a wonderful story. Yeah. <laughs> has some Roma wines and some popcorn, and it's a night. <laughs> what did Lisa just say? Did she say something? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and you know what? If that's your thing, if you want to have a couple of glasses of wine and listen to us, hey, have at I it. I think it will only make us funnier. So yeah, have it. won't it. hurt any. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and we get all kinds of questions like, yeah. do you have a script? Do you have this? No, this show is completely unscripted. Now, our Radio Rarities podcast, that is completely scripted. And Carl Shadow writes that for us, and he does an incredible job. Carl Shadow one of the best in the business at uh, these classic radio shows. But no, our regular five-hour Hollywood 360 show, no script, completely unscripted. And um, we just love the fact that you're enjoying it. We've been doing this for like 16 years. We're planning on doing it at least another 16. Um, And thanks for tuning in. And a lot of our stations, you know, carry us at night, more or less, mostly on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, we come here actually out of a Chicago or a Chicago affiliate, which is WIND AM five sixty. We come into their studios, very very nice studios, and uh, we uh, we're here every every Saturday for five hours. Me, Lisa, and Mike, and we come here and um, and do the show and have a blast. And we are mostly listening to the classic radio shows when they're playing. Except for when Lisa, she's like, I was going to say, Carl is a And I'm like, I'm listening to the pasteboard box. It's the other way around. Listening to Gunsmoke. It's the other way around. And then I went this, and Dan and I went here. We went to Crate and Barrel. And then I bought a, I bought a, today she's telling me I bought a, I bought, what did you buy? I bought a mirror, and it's too heavy to hang. It's a problem. She sends me a text earlier today. This is the, this is true, folks. My husband's not happy with me. Sends me a text. Carl. I need some help hanging a mirror. Who should I call? I said, call Mo, Larry, and Curly. That's what you said. Yeah, I texted her back. I bought a mirror. It weighs 130-some pounds. And my okay. husband said, are you crazy? So we went to pick it up, and it won't even fit in our SUV. So my husband had to go to Home Depot today and rent a flatbed truck. Really? Yeah, to get it to our house, at which point he, we, he said, I can't. Even move this. Yeah. We have trouble. But try, call that number, Molarian Curly. All right, I'll great. see if I can They'll find that. They'll hang it for you. <laughs> oh, that would be right, great. We're, we're listening to Gunsmoke, Pussy Cats with William Conrad. Here's the conclusion. The shooting went on for about five seconds, and when the glass started to come down behind us, we covered up. And at that, I felt a warm trickle along the side of my face where a splinter had slashed me. There wasn't anybody behind the bar hurt beyond a scratch or two from the glass. But out there by the door and sprawled out beyond onto the walk were four men. They never had a chance. They'd never have another. Watch out for the glass, Jack. We got him, we got him. Yeah. Yeah, we got him, honey. When I'm still alive. Who is it? It's Acton. Let me. Never did like him. Come on, let's go. All right, Jackie. 
Sorry we messed up your place, honey. Don't you try coming after us, mister. Jack's had a taste of blood. Come on, come on. Jackie, we're going to have to ride now? Yeah. Oh, honey, I'm tired. I'll take it easy later. Are you all right, Kitty? Well, I, I think so. Look at that mirror. Just look at it. What happened? Chester, get some guns from the office. Saddle up and get back here. Huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, all right now, folks. There's just been a little shooting, that's all. Everything's going to be just... Kitty, get Doc quick. What is it, man? This man isn't dead. Huh? Well, go on, hurry up, will you? Well, yeah, sure. She ran out into the night for Doc. And I stayed in the Texas Trail watching the life flow out of the bullet hole in the chest of the man the killers had called Acton. Now, the second act of Gunsmoke. His eyes were open, but he didn't see me. And when I talked to him, he didn't hear. While I waited for Doc, I went through his papers. His name was Brad Acton. That's all I could find. About two minutes later, Kitty came back with Doc. Didn't take Doc long to shake his head. Oh, poor fella. He's done that. There's not a living chance. Yeah, if I could just get him to talk. We gotta find out who he is and what they've done. Those two. I don't know. He's pretty near gone. We can't... Yeah. Acton. Acton, can you hear me? Acton. Acton. Acton, that fella, Jack Farrow... He and the woman, what did they do? Oh, there's no use. Matt, you Acton. can't say nothing. Now listen to me, Acton. Matt. Acton, who are they? Why did they shoot you? He's trying, the poor devil. He Come on, can't... come on. Now you're wasting time. I gotta get after him. Now what did they do? I'm dying. I'm dying. We've all gotta die. Oh, Matt. That... It ain't kindly, mister. Now, I want you to wake up. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I hear you. If I was on my feet... Now, listen to me. Pharaoh. I heard you call him Pharaoh. And the woman. Now, what about him? Why did you come gunning for him? Yeah. Had it coming. Why? What did they do? It don't matter now. It matters. Now, if you're going to die, get it off yourself. Now, come on. Uh, you and your pals there. If you did nothing wrong, you'll die more comfortable. Oh, Matt, let him be. It's not Matt, fair. Matt, don't. What about it, Acton? Matt, now you That's can't. That's enough, Doc. 
Acton. California. Out in California. Pharaoh, me and the boys, we held up a stage in Pharaoh. He took the money and lit out with that woman. We, we've been following. Look out for her. She's mean with a gun. Martha Lou. Well, he's gone, Matt. Yeah. I guess you had to do it that way, Matt. But... But what? Nothing. All set, Mr. Dillon. All right, Chester. You going after him, Matt? Why not? They've done murder, haven't they? You have to figure the odds of a man forgiving you for what you do when a thing has to be done. And then you split the difference and depending on the reasons for doing it, you feel better or worse. I had to do what I did because I had to find out about them. But it didn't help. Even if he was a gunman, I'd given no peace to a dying man. And for that he had to die harder. A man a long way from home. Chester and I rode out into the east... the way we figured Pharaoh and his wife would be headed. Sun's coming up, Mr. Dillon. I got eyes. Yes, sir. Now, there's a homestead up around the bend. We'll stop and find out if they've seen anything. Fixing to fetch some water when I heard them. They stopped, huh? Yeah. The woman looked tuckered out. Never see a woman with all them skirts ride, ride the way she did. It was some picture. How long did they stay? Five minutes, maybe. Wife had some coffee, and they drank it, scalded, and then took off. Headed east? Mm, yeah. They wanted to know how far to Kinsley or... Maybe they wanted to know the next station, and I told them, Kinsley, I don't know. Santa Fe's doing there for Hutchinson about eight. They do something wrong, Marshal? Just four murders back in Dodge. Come on, Chester. The Ferrars had enough start on us that if they got the train in Kinsley before we caught up, we'd have to use the telegraph and hope they could be stopped further down the line. With killers like that, there'd be a lot of shooting. And I figured it was my job to be there when it happened. We rode hard, 
and it lacked a couple of minutes before eight when we saw the smoke of the engine. We still had a couple of miles to go to reach the station, and she was moving out when we got there. I swung aboard and held out a hand for Chester. My, running like that, give me a stitch in the side. And the puffs. Uh, take it easy, Chester. I sure wish we'd have had time to find out if they's on this train, Mr. Dillon. If they ain't, we've lost them good. Well, we'll see. Now, look, there's a lot of people in those cars up ahead. The ferris see us, and they're going to start shooting. And I don't want that. So go slow. If we see them first, get out of sight. We'll wait until they get off the train. Yes, sir. Okay. No, Chester, put away the gun. No shooting on the train. Yes, Mr. Dillon. We started from the last car and moved up. That way they wouldn't see us first. I hoped we could get them without any gunplay at all. Mostly for folks who would get hurt. But I didn't have any stomach for shooting a woman, even if she was a killer. We got to the third car when Chester spotted them. There they are, Mr. Dillon. All right, get back. Okay, we'll just stay here. Conductor's coming this way. Good. Well, howdy, Marshal. Mr. Heinsen. You on a pleasure ride or business? Business, Mr. Heinsen. That couple, they're in the fourth, fifth seat from the front. The tall gent? Yeah, and the woman. Yeah, I wondered about them when they got on. Sure, funny pair. She looks plumb wore out. They both done murder. Well, Marshal, there's kids in the car. I want to get them without any shooting. As long as they don't see us, it'll be all right. Now, where's your next stop? About 30 miles down the line. Now. Well, we'll try to figure something out. I hope you can, Marshal. The train rolled on. I saw Miss Farah take a kid on her lap, play with it. And the mother in the next seat looked on with fond eyes. I wonder what she would have said if she knew... Jack Farrow just looked out the window. We didn't make a move at the next stop. Two men got off, and there were still some 20 people left in the car besides the killers. About 15 miles beyond, the train pulled up again. I could see a big herd of cattle crossing the tracks. It was going to take a few minutes. Mr. Heinsen came down the aisle to the platform where we were standing. Hey, Marshal, I got an idea. See what you think. Yeah? We'll be about 10 minutes waiting until that herd gets across. How about if I tell the folks in the car they can get out stretched legs for a bit? Might give you a chance to... All right, go ahead. Hey, stand there, folks. There's a little delay for a cattle crossing. If you want to get off for a spell, stretch out a bit. Plenty of time. We watched. Slowly, one at a time, they made up their minds... The women glad to let the kids work off steam. The men to size up strange land or somebody else's herd. And they straggled out. There was one old couple that wouldn't move, though. And I saw Mr. Heinsen making an eye and a shrug at me. Then they changed their minds and hobbled off. And I'd left the car empty except for the pharaohs, Chester, Mr. Heinsen, and me. That's your deal, Marshal. Lucky they didn't decide to get off. I didn't think they would. 
All right, go ahead, Mr. Heinsohn, and get those people down the line a bit, huh? Yes, sir. All right, Chester. This ain't nothing like California, Jackie. I never seen anything so flat. How far you think it goes like this? I don't know. You know, I ain't gonna take me in back. Mm. You wanna take my gun for a while? Dig him in the rib. Hold on to it. Oh, honey. I said hold on to it. All right, get your hands up, both of you high, and don't turn around. But she must have had her gun already in her hand, wanting to give it to Farrah to hold. She was fast. One minute she was upright in the seat, and then she was gone. Fire into us from behind the seat. Jackie! Jackie! All right, throw out your gun, Miss Farrow. Jackie! Throw out your gun and stand up. I don't want to hurt you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you! Look out, Mr. Dillon. She's going for his gun. Yeah. No, no, it's... Chester, give me a hand, will you? Now stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'll tell you. She was like a crazy woman. It took both of us to hold her, and we couldn't even do that right until we had her handcuffed to the seat. And then she shut up. She just sat there looking at her husband's body. When we got off at the next stop to wait for the next train back to Dodge, Jack Farrow was taken away in a wagon to be buried. His wife stood by the tracks watching it as it moved off. And it wasn't until the wagon became a dust cloud out on the plain that she started to cry. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Anthony Ellis with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Michael Ann Barrett and Tom Tully, with John Daner, Lawrence Dobkin, and Jack Crucian. Parley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. Elastic standards are rigid at Madison High. You must have a sense of humor to attend. 
Listen in to Eve Arden as English teaching our Miss Brooks any Sunday evening and you'll get the point. When Eve takes over the class, everybody's favorite subject is comedy. So don't forget your Sunday Eve is our Miss Brooks over most of these same CBS radio stations. Be sure to enjoy her tomorrow night. George Walsh speaking. America's 45 million radio families listen most to the CBS radio network. There it is, Gunsmoke. Uh, there has never been a Gunsmoke episode I've ever heard that I have not enjoyed. That is uh, one of the top shows uh, of all time. Norm MacDonald was the producer, that's why. Uh, that's Pussycats from March 21st, 1953, William Conrad starring as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. And here's a true story about William Conrad, and I know this because I talked to his widow years and years ago, and she said, William Conrad and Jack Warner, who ran Warner Brothers, were very close friends. And one time, William Conrad was in Jack Warner's office, and he, well, they were talking, and he, and he looked over, and, and to this edge of, the, of uh, Jack Warner's desk was the Maltese Falcon, mm-hmm. the actual one that was used in the Humphrey Bogart film. And he said, oh, man, I love this. And he goes, yeah, you want that? Take it. You can take it. He gave it to William Conrad. Wow. And, um, and so William Conrad owned that Maltese Falcon, the real one. And then years after he passed, his widow auctioned it at, at like with Sotheby's mm-hmm. and got, I think, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I bet you it's worth a lot more, more today, now. sure. True story. All right, time for this month in music history. And we're going back to 1960 with this craze. The twist. <laughs> That's all I can call it. Oh, yeah. Craze. Is that Chubby Checker? It is. 1960 cover version. Man, I took my this brother This was a hit, I'll tell you. It reached number one on the charts. And, of course, we're going back to a whole different era of music here. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. Sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, Hal Perry stars as the great Gildersleeve from 1944. But first, we're going to need a Hollywood 360 listener contestant to play Name That Tune. That's right. The theme of the evening is One Hit Wonders. Ooh. If you know a couple, give us a wow. call. 312-642-5600. We want caller number nine. Call now. Play the game. We'll see you soon. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey go a lot easier.